Blah. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Drew. It's me. It's your boy, X. You already know what time it is. It's NDX time. And how's everybody doing? I'm good. Excited. Excited. <laughs> X, are you excited, brother, for this week? <laughs> are you excited? I'm <laughs> very excited. Okay. Must Always. be in rare form this weekend. So, Neeks, tell, tell everybody why we're excited. Come on. So, this week is my alma mater homecoming if you H-U. didn't know that is howard university the howard university you the know. mecca the hilltop the one and only h u yes hampton and, he- and harvard exist but we don't they don't <laughs> we're the real h u thank you very much so festivities we will be tailgating i yes, believe we on will. saturday right Yes, Saturday. I mean, festivities are going on all week. Yes, I will be out and about much. all weekend, but as a podcast, we'll be together on Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be on the yard. Mm-hmm. Not on the, well, it's not, it's Is it on next the yard? To the yard. It's oh, um, the on Georgia Ave, behind McDonald's. I don't know what they oh, call that thing. Sounds kinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or sounds like a, um, an Xavier date. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's like a, just, it's a big lot behind McDonald's that Howard owns. I don't know what it's called. I just know where it is. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing. And what time do so you think about getting out there? Um, so probably around one ish. One. What do you think, Xavier? X. That's yeah, good. I'm like twelve thirty one. Twelve thirty one. Yeah. And it's like I'm gonna say y'all probably gonna get there before I do, only because I'm be coming from Old Howard Gala on oh. Friday night, and I don't know what. So you're already gonna, gonna, be, gonna like. be turned. Yes. Oh. I told you I'm be out and about all weekend. Litty, litty, litty in the city, city, city. Well, uh, I'm bringing libations with me, so. Yeah, as Next, you should. Will you be bringing something to drink, sir? Of course. Okay. Can we share? Of course. Okay. Accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> but look, thank you all for joining us for another week of the NDX podcast. I believe this is episode 13. I lost track. Don't ask What me. was episode 12? That was no, 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 this episode 13, I think. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all keep track of that. I think I think that's like launchers at the table or something. Listen, that was episode thank 12. Thank you for right? joining us whenever, whatever. Oh. This is. I right. got you at the mouth episode. <laughs> I don't remember anything in between. Because <laughs> we've done so much so far. I mean, yeah, to, to this point, it's kind of hard to remember. Who would have ever thought, you guys? Yeah. 13, four, 13 episodes. Yeah. Wow. Because some people like would do like maybe three or four or five and then yeah. are expecting a certain result. They're like, all right, I'm going to head out. Right. Yep. But look, I'm going to start off the podcast by. Sending our thoughts and prayers to the family of the legendary Diane Carroll. Um, yes. She uh, was a pioneer. She is an actress, singer. Um, she starred, first of all, she came from my hometown, New York, but she's specifically from the Bronx. But um, she won a Tony Award and received an Oscar nomination, um, and specifically for her roles in, uh, what was it, Julia, as well as. Was it called Dynasty? I think where she played, um, what was her name? Dominique Devereaux. Dominique Devereaux. I really she played like know. a sassy, like <laughs> rich African American woman, and and those type of roles were very rare in those times because you know black mm-hmm. women were typecasted as, as being like the housemaid or the help mm-hmm. or some shit like that. But then here comes Miss Devereaux with her sass. You know what I'm saying? And my so, favorite line from one of the scenes is, "I really wouldn't know." This is Asatrova, and I prefer Petrosian. Oh, yeah. Luka. And she was sipping the champagne. And, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and for people that don't, don't know, that's fish eggs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so. And she sipped the wine, and she said, and she, <laughs> she was like, this tastes burnt. Like, she, yo, she was just. The champagne was frozen in the bottle at some point. <laughs> 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 but, um, 
but yeah, so you know, our thoughts and prayers um, go out to her family. She definitely will be missed. As she was, um, w- you know, one of those gems in the uh, black community. I mean, just a ma- Eve's by Eve's by you, like Man. y'all. Carmen Jones, nineteen fifty four. Like, I mean, she's. Uh, that's what she was just starting out, but like, just legendary. legendary. You could talk about her all day legendary. with all her accomplishments and what she's done for um, black cinema. And give love to all of our legends that are still with us because we're losing them one by one, unfortunately. Yeah. But and you know, I don't know what we left with. We left with some things. Taraji. Taraji. <laughs> Taraji. No, Taraji. No, Taraji's becoming a legend in her oh, own right. Oh, Lala. Mm. All right, I'm ahead. Of <laughs> I'm ahead. Of <laughs> I was, as a matter of fact, I was watching Baggage Claim today, and I was like, somebody, uh, let, somebody uh, let your ass in a movie. <laughs> oh my god! Like really? Oh my gosh! And um, speaking <sighs> of one of our, well, not our legends, but a legend is um Alex Trebek of uh, Jeopardy. Um, as Who? We, Alex Trebek. Who? The Jeopardy. Not as I was like, what? Get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we all know, he um was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um initially i want to say like about a month and a half two months ago mm-hmm. and he had went under chemo and it had um short-term effects in terms of you know it, it it showed some positive results but then um cancer man you know it just sometimes that thing comes back roaring with a force you yeah. know I, i've experienced it in my family i'm sure you mm-hmm. guys have yes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's something not to play with so it, it it came back full force unfortunately for alex trebek and he announced last week that um more than likely his his run at Jeopardy will be coming to an end. Um, they were saying stuff like he's starting to slur his words and he's he's oh, no. he's um, unable to articulate articulate himself correctly because the chemo that he's receiving so is tiring. so harsh yeah. on his body that his mouth is filled with sores and it hurts for him to talk. Mm-hmm. And when you're a game show host, pretty much all you're doing is talking. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's you know that's that's um, you know prayers that's a tough up one. to him because you know cancer, cancer is no joke. I would like him to pick his replacement though. I would, I would feel better if the decision came from him. If the the person is willing to step into that role, yeah. I would like for him to pick the person that replaces him and someone yeah. and someone with class, you know, yes. and someone that's not gonna be flighty either. We don't need somebody who's gonna be there for a year and then they're like, I'm out. Or someone who hops on every you know opportunity like a um like a uh, we don't need carson daly and we don't need um ryan what's his name i actually Seacrest forgot about we, we don't carson need him. until i saw him on um what's it today show is that the show that he's on who's that oh carson, um, carson e, uh good morning america oh good morning america it's yeah. one of those morning shows no, today and I was just like, oh, that's what he up to these days. Mm-hmm. Just Ch- trying to be classy. I remember when, mm-hmm. Carson, we remember when you were dating Terry, when you was doing TRL. He was the host of TRL. <laughs> TRL. Carson is like, some of these don't know about TRL. No, no, nothing about no. it. So anyway, um, but one of the major highlights for me this past weekend was the grand opening of Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. Can we give it up to Tyler? Yes, Tyler. Vian, get the phone. Vian, <laughs> get that damn Vian, goddamn get the phone. phone. But um, Tyler Perry, um, he made history by opening the largest film studio owned by a black person. It, it is approximately 330 acres campus wide. And um, he had... Everybody in their mama did. You had Jay Z and Beyonce. You had Oprah and Gayle. You had the Smiths, Will and Jada. You mm-hmm. had um, Kelly and Mabel. Um, Michelle. Everybody, 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 who's everybody. everybody, who's everybody. <laughs> I met Michelle Williams. I mean, you had so many people there. Um, Halle Berry. And one of the neat things that I thought that he did was um, for each soundstage, he he named it after like prominent 
black folks. So you have yeah. a Sydney Portier, um, Sydney Portier mm-hmm. um, soundstage. You have an Oprah Winfrey soundstage. You have a Halle Berry soundstage. I mean, it, and everybody looked amazing. Mm-hmm. It did. I mean, it's a monumental moment. And also, it's also showing the testament of what work ethic looks like. Mm-hmm. Because, again, for those who don't know or aren't familiar with Tyler Perry's story, um, he at one point was homeless living out of his car. Yeah. And he went from not being able to afford food to eat to building this multi-million dollar, billion dollar um, business Mm -hmm. and opening the first studio of its kind with Tyler Perry Studios. And employing so many people. Yeah, giving giving, um, black actors and actresses chances, giving them opportunities to get paid with their work, giving them roles. Yeah, giving them roles. Well, I mean, you know, as of late, the rules haven't been that good. But but giving them the opportunity to be Mm -hmm. seen and to to demand pay that they're worth. And it's just saying, like, his whole thing is, welcome to my table. And that's just, like, that's what it means when you say build your own table. Like, yeah. he played the game yeah. to get a little seat at the other table, and then he also built his own. Yeah. That's what we mean by build the table. Like, have a seat, have a seat but table. also build your own. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it was just very inspiring. And then I also loved how even the guest list and the people that he named some of his studio um sound stages after mm-hmm. or people that he had issues with throughout his career yeah like spike only um, yeah spike mm-hmm. exactly so there were several people who i'm just like he did this to say like this isn't just about me it's bigger than me it's not about who i like who i don't like mm-hmm. it's for everyone it's for the culture mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. and um one of the things that i thought was really neat as well and this kind of goes back to i think a conversation x we had a while ago where we talked about well you actually put it on the table you mentioned something about tyler perry um is his like like are his businesses and all of his ventures will us as a people be able to invest in it Mm -hmm. like you know do you know put stock in it and all that stuff to see a return for us um now that we still don't know that yeah we still don't know that (laughs) but but what he's done is Mm -hmm. um he he had an interview with gail king on cbs this morning um where he opened up about his plans to continue to pay it forward to the community and one of the things that he's doing is um, he's he's planning on building a compound on the um, Tyler Perry studio lot for mm-hmm. um, persons of color that identify with the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. as well as women who um, who are who are homeless or have no place to go, mm-hmm. providing them decent apart. Well, well, he didn't say decent apartment, but but he said like you know um, like opulent apartments and, mm-hmm. and job opportunities and teaching them the trades of filmmaking and acting while they're there so that they have a better foot to stand on. Um, do you think that that is something that um, would would supplement or complement the, the, the point that you were trying to make in that one episode? Um, well, first, let's start off by saying what he did is amazing. That That's really what the ancestors want. Mm-hmm. They want you to come back yeah. and they want you to do something. But I do think, and this is where I think it's important in our culture to realize that People can do really great things, mm-hmm. but you still sometimes have to call them to task with other things, if if that makes sense. It's it's almost like if I build a great house for you, and I say, Drew, I want you to come live in this wing of the house, but I never give you the chance to create anything where you could create your own growth throughout the house and make that an even larger compound, you don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I don't think it supplements it, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I'll put it that way. Okay, Nix, what are your thoughts about what he's trying to do with that? 
I mean, I can see where Xavier is um, coming from in that, like he's saying about the, you can give someone, like he's saying you can give someone a fish and they'll eat for a day, but you teach someone how to fish, they'll they'll eat for for life or whatever that saying goes. Forever. Um, it's kind of like that thing is, it's like, yes, you can give them an opportunity, but they're still working on you. But are they really learning how to manage things? Because especially the entertainment industry, it's not an easy industry to be, get into. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of backdoor back dealings. It's a lot of sly words and sly contracts. A lot of contracts. Six. <laughs> A lot of mattresses. <laughs> Outdoor hotels. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of late nights. <laughs> Early morning. I just, I just, I just want to see what, what can be done with um, putting these uh, persons who you know may have had the short end of the stick mm-hmm. in life, putting them in... Um, like acting classes, teaching them how to work the camera and all these other things. Because if they're able, mm-hmm. you know, let's say there's a structured curriculum mm-hmm. and they're able to go through the curriculum and they're successful and, you know, they've, they've tapped into something that they otherwise wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And he employs them and they're able to make a steady check, maybe still working for him. Mm-hmm. Although that, you know, he's still benefiting, benefiting, mm-hmm. benefiting from it mm-hmm. some kind of way. But at least for them, they're in a better position than they were prior. So, I mean, I mean, I get the whole how much res- getting people. How much responsibility are we going to lay on him? For I'm not saying or, that. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. give people opportunities. I think that's one of the things that I know X has said before mm-hmm. in the past. I'm mm-hmm. not sure it was on air or not, but like he X has made the note that what we would really like to see is people is him giving people true opportunities mm-hmm. to write and direct things for themselves. It's yes. one thing to work on right, someone right, like right, as an right. apprentice, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you can be an assistant to someone forever mm-hmm. and still not know how, what it's like to actually do it. Still not have, yeah. and still not have the ability to have your vision come to life. And yeah, there are people who may have the drive. Like obviously, Tyler has had the drive. Issa Rae is another person who's had the drive. Lena Waithe is another one who's had the drive. Yeah. That like that they can go out and step on their own to do it. But if you're already coming from a disadvantaged um, background, background yeah. and you have, like you said, a steady paycheck, it's hard for you to, to push to do that if you're scared to lose what you already have. And that's a mean? great point. That's actually a great point, and that ties into a lot of things that happened this week in Atlanta. Like for instance. We we know like Oprah. Oprah is one of Nick's uh, was women her Woman Crush Wednesday, I believe, mm-hmm. yes, on her thing. Yes, she was. Oprah is a media giant. There is only one Oprah. There one before like there would never be another Oprah. Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm saying is, certain people they you can teach them some, those certain skills, but they'll never really achieve that same success Oprah had because her gifts are God given. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, I hate when people say what he doesn't understand is that maybe. Yes, it, people like to hear, oh, well, I was, yes, you were sleeping in the back of your car and you built your way up to this. It might have took 20 years, but everybody's not you. Yeah, they're driving. So, if, yeah. so some people don't understand that your gifts, the things you go through, are to be able to present other people opportunities, to be mm-hmm. able to show them. And paying it forward, to me, is not creating um, you know, large monuments of things that can ultimately be knocked down. Mm-hmm. Is where you're planting things in people and creating gifts in them that lives on way beyond you. Because what if Tyler Perry's son grows up and decides to sell the studio? Exactly. He has a son? Yeah, no, 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 he has. No, I'm saying, or, 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 even, or even his family. You get what I'm saying? worse than me. Or even his family. You get what I'm saying, Drew? Mm-hmm. So then, I got you. Although it's a lofty and we love it and it's beautiful now, but then we'll be sitting like, damn, who would ever thought his yeah. son would have sold that studio? But if you yeah. give 50 people the chance to grow their business and have maybe 50 little studios across the United States, 
That's what I'm talking okay. about. That's paying it for. Well, I think, um, you know, I, I, I think in conclusion, I think we all can agree at this table. You know, we're not disagreeing that, um, that you know, he is, you know, not doing anything. I think we all can agree that what he's doing is very That's admirable. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's definitely a, a um, step in, in the direction. But what we want to see is um, some action behind um, these words that he's putting out there in terms of um, giving back to the community. We want to see how true and how fruitful that is. So we will be on the lookout for that for whenever that happens. Um, so to kind of switch it up real quick, um, actually, no, let's keep it black before I go there. Um, <laughs> I'm, this is going to be quick. Uh, so Laverne, <laughs> Laverne Cox is recently single, and she was on Instagram I guess boasting that she's like now single and she was telling all of the men to slide in her DMs. (laughs) 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 That's funny. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Because anytime, like, that's wild. You get break up with someone and go on internet. I'm single, y'all. Slide in my DMs. That's just wild to me. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, well, here's what she said specifically. She said, single lady here. Um, it's okay to slide into my DMs, gentlemen. Don't be scared. Just be respectful. Los Angeles area preferred. Talk soon. Trans is beautiful in a hashtag. So, I... <laughs> I just think it's funny that she's advertising. <laughs> yeah, but who does that? That's like, what makes it funny to me. Do, other, do other, like, um, women do that? Like, I, I'm sure there are some women that do it. I just think it's funny. It, it could have been literally anyone that I found out that said that, and I would have still cracked up laughing. Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, but but to me, there's always something that seems kind of like, and you know, I'm, forgive me for saying this, but it something always just seems like very desperate about like Laverne Cox. Just how I feel like anytime she's in, it's just over the top, and mm-hmm. it's like she's overcompensating for something, and I just don't know what that is. I can look at someone who's trans like Janet Mock, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never seen like, and I don't know if it's personality based. I don't know what it is, but every time I see like Laverne Cox or something, that's just, that's just like over the top that, that screams like, Hey, look at me type of thing. And it's, it, I don't know for me, it's a, it's a little off. Maybe that's just the, her personality. Like so? there are people mm-hmm. who are not trans that are like that. So <laughs> I can't say it's specifically for something, you know, mm-hmm. that she is or it, about her identity, it but it's just, it's a, per, I think yes. it's a personality. Cause I definitely know people. Who and and, and it's crazy like how you bring that up, Drew, because ultimately that's not, that's another thing y'all really got to um, work on people. Uh-oh. Certain people have a different personality than you and that's they might true. not agree with you, but has it ever stopped them? Like, you have to understand, too, certain people would rather, it's either easier to tone down a personality than it is to breathe life into somebody yeah, that's, that's dry. That is so that true. Is and true. y'all can that get mad. You know, I can't stand, it's just like when you go to church and people are like, oh, why are they praising the Lord so loud? Like, what? Like, they feel with exactly. the Holy Spirit. So it's like, let that person get be them and you be you. Because, I mean, I, obviously, I think it's gotten her this far, but I do mm-hmm. get what you're saying, Drew. Like, maybe to stand out, you know, it's like, what what do I do to stand out? And what makes me memorable? And some yeah. people, they tone and they turn it just to see whatever. But that might just be a personality thing, like Nick said. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, like, like when I saw it, I, I, I thought it was funny. So that's why I was kind of like that laughing with Nick because it just seems a little bit out there. But anyway. anyway so what did you say? What, what like... did you send in the DM, Drew? Definitely not my type. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing on my uh, list of things to chit-chat about. Um, so the MCU Infinity Saga uh-huh. box set um, has been revealed, and it will only be sold at Best Buy. 
and Spy. really yes only and the set includes all 23 marvel cinematic universe movies to date from the first three phases of the mcu and this is called the affinity saga box set best body taxing yeah, huh? they do. That's why I was like, really? Why does it got to be at Best Buy? We can get a Target or Walmart. Right, there. Walmart would have been legit. Sam's Club, that's just because Sam's is sleeper, cheaper than Walmart. Or Costco. Oh, but yep, when it yep, comes yep, to Marvel, yep. they, you know they're going to come for every red cent. <laughs> but here's the thing. You, too, can own the box set. For how much, Drew? It's like $1,000. For the lovely price of $549.99. I didn't like Rihanna out here with that book. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> All the parts for that book. I was like, you gotta be out your mind. So Get that's out here. so it's so that's approximately like twenty four dollars per movie when you do so, the math. So, what medium <laughs> are these movies in? Are they like DVDs? We're talking Blu ray. No, it's 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 four K Ultra HD Blu ray. Okay, okay. So it's, so mm. essentially, if you have a four K TV, it's it's optimized for that. If one of my followers are listening, you can get that for Christmas. Well, Thank you know, so you gotta much. put in some work. I always put in work. Yeah. In go the, to work too. In the back of that McDonald's. No, we don't go. We don't go there. That's where you go. Oh, you don't go there anymore. No, you know you, okay. that's where you go for the McRib. Lies, because <laughs> the McRib. They <laughs> take all his dates there for the McRib and a large fry off the McDonald's. Right. Dollar menu. That's if I ate pork. <laughs> but anyway, so Neeks, would you be inclined? Wink. Would you be inclined to buy the box set or? I'm just weary of it being this. DVD set essentially is what this is because who yeah. has DVD players anymore? So now I gotta buy a DVD player. Come on. Well, no, it's a Blu-ray, but same it's the same thing. difference. Same thing. Like most things are now downloadable, or I can stream but, it in some way, shape, or form. So like, I'll, if it was like a digital copy of it, or like, cause you know, some um, in the last wave of DVDs and Blu-rays, they mm-hmm. were allowing you that when you purchase the, the Blu-ray, you also got a digital copy, so you can right, watch it whatever. Right, right, so like, right. If there was a digital copy version. Neeks. Oh! Yes. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I was doing so good and not hitting the y'all. mic the last couple episodes, too. Dang. Okay. Now I got to reset. How long has it been since the last time you hit the mic? Two seconds. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just. See, it, well, it's a box, pretty. Um, They haven't revealed the cover art yet, but here's the thing. Hmm. My, if it's, if my it's thing like is a pretty how, case, I might get it. But how justifiable is this price it's when we not, have Disney Plus? It's not justifiable and, and, at all. And majority or all of these movies would more than likely be on Disney Plus. I don't understand Because some people are collectors in this way. But then, but then okay, so Neeks, I'm someone who's like you where I wouldn't necessarily buy the disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at least not that box set. If it's something singular and something that I wanted to physically own, like Black Panther, like I bought that on 4K um what you call it that's mandatory yeah Yeah. so so like because i wanted a physical copy because it was like one of those first kind of like Mm -hmm. you know pivotal moments in black history but um so for for someone or for people like us who don't necessarily um collect the discs um and we go all digital if you have like a fire stick me i I have a um, a jailbroken Fire Stick, mm-hmm. meaning I can watch anything that I want if I just type it in and it'll just pop up and I can watch it. Mm-hmm. And I can watch it in 4K. I can watch it in whatever. It kind of defeats the purpose of buying this box set if, like, my mindset is I don't want the disc. Does that make sense? It's kind of yeah. like, why would I, like, wh- like, why would I even buy the digital version when I can just? So I don't know. I just think box sets nowadays are a little bit. They're slowly becoming outdated, like um, VHS. That makes any sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's real. Because yeah. I had do I sell VHS VHS at my mama's house, but that's because those are classics. 
Oh yeah. Like the the, the original Disney um feature you know, films. And you know, I both have are to going to bank on um on eBay. Well, I'm gonna hold on to him. The, the, <laughs> but it has to have black diamond on the spine of the VHS thing. Anyway, uh, we can talk about that, that later. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll teach it, you. some people are huge collectors. I think like the hardcore fans mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. definitely get it. I probably will not. What the oh the box set? Yes. Well, XL, I mean, I want to see the casing first. You mean the one yeah. from the one from Best Buy? Yeah, I mean it's only going to be sold at Best Buy at this well, point. But five hundred dollars for twenty movies? Come on now. Then I just tell you one of my followers is going to buy it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I was going to say it does. Break, I mean, if you want to be real, it kind of equates to a console. If you ask somebody buying you a, a gaming console, because well, I'd much rather it, it's a console because really it's more it's more versatile. It's not that bad. You said it's like five something. It's five forty nine ninety nine. So okay. they, so they left the penny out to make it seem cheaper. But all right, so you do that. It's, yeah, it's, it's all whack. Yeah, five forty nine. That ain't bad. Oh, so I'm not buying it, but for <laughs> someone else, I'm just saying. So what X is saying is if you want to gift it to him, he's gonna he's not gonna mm-hmm. say no. I'm saving my money for that PlayStation Five that's coming out. Reach so. out and touch. All right, so uh, <laughs> 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 here's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Remy Martin, a single bottle of cognac may contain hundreds of different eau de vie harvested, distilled, and aged in barrels over different periods of time. It requires the unique expertise of the cellar master to bring the vast palette into Remy Martin cognac with their unparalleled signature style, harmless, rich, and long on the palate. Remy Martin is not an official sponsor of the NDX Pod, but if you're interested in being a sponsor, please email us at theNDXPod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now let's get on with the show. Yes, we all know that song, Swag Surf. And what does Swag Surf mean? It means it's family time. Family time as in homecoming season. Turn it up. So this week we thought we'd do something a little fun because in, in it is the first full week of is it the first week? Yes, the yeah. first full week. Of, <laughs> let, me, let me not lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> let me make sure I didn't lie. The first full week of October, which means we are in full swing homecoming season. season. Of course, as we mentioned earlier this episode, we will be at Howard Homecoming, my alma mater. This yeah. week and next week I'll be at South Carolina State. I'm the yes. Bulldogs. Yes, 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 yes. I know Drew's homecoming is in November. November something. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I forgot which weekend, but I'll let But in. Um, in honor of all homecomings and homecoming season, which is one of my favorite times of the year, yeah. um, we're going to dedicate the rest of this episode to homecoming. Bow, bow, bow. So for Champagne and Passports, it's just a segment that we like to talk about things in town, out of town, around town, outside the country, in the country, down the street, around the corner, and all that jazz, because life is meant to be lived, and that's what we like to do. So this week, we're going to talk about homecoming survival guides. Mm. How do you make it through a homecoming weekend oh, yeah. because a lot happens. It's a jam-packed weekend, whole lot of friends mm-hmm. that you haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. teachers, professors, old things, old work, whatever you want to call New it. New things. <laughs> new things that came back, old things that came back, and then left again, and then new th- all that jazz. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> So we're going to just talk about survival guys. Most times when you go to homecoming, you in, well, 
not most times, but when you do home, well, now that we're all graduated, of course, if you're not, if you don't live in the area where you went to school and you choose to go to homecoming, it is a trip for you to go back. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes planning, it takes, you know, booking transportation, all that jazz. And mm-hmm. even if you are in the area in which you um, went to school in, it's still a survival moment because there's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of people going on. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to go around to say what's one or two things that you need to survive homecoming weekend. Mm. Let's start with you run the show, Nick's. Let's first start with person. Drew. I want to hear about Drew's. What you prep? Yeah. Um. Obviously, water. Okay. Yes, definitely. Or absolutely. is that too simple of an item? No. No. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever you think it is. Yeah. Definitely water. Um. What's number two? What's number okay. Two? Well, can I? Can I put water and liquor together as like liquids, maybe? Because my number two is actually like, like I need it or else I'm gonna die. Okay. BC powder. Oh, true. Yes. Yes. If I don't have BC powder, you can forget it. I'm yes. not gonna anybody's homecoming. So. <laughs> <laughs> so those two things, liquids, and I'm gonna match it with you know water and liquor because I think you you know one helps with the other, and then BC powder to help you get back in the moment, get that get back yeah, to, to get your life back. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, X? What do you need? Well, you need you a good pair of drawers. Oh, gosh. And um, the reason <laughs> I say that is coming. because you're going to be out all day tailgating and socializing. <laughs> and let's be honest, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be out there all day, so you need to make sure that what you're wearing will keep all everything, you know, together. And, and snug. And, and snug, and that there's air that can flow, and the perfect outfit. So, drawers and outfits. I'm going to put that as together as one. Like, okay. Drew did the okay. water and yeah, stuff. Because yeah, that's cool. important. Especially mm-hmm. out there in that, you know. Luckily, there's a little breeze this weekend. So, those of y'all that don't know how to wash, it's, that's good. Oh, God. You know. <laughs> was not, I was, I was not ready for that. Oh, like and then, and number two. <laughs> number two, I would definitely say your cell phone. Yeah. Uh, you important. need that. I mean, that is going to be essential to really thriving in this HBCU season, all the connections you make, you reach out and touch. It's also good to reach out and touch, but you need that those numbers <laughs> so to you can go reach on out your and phone. Touch them later. Exactly, and any emergency <laughs> that happens, and then your Uber, and how you gonna get around? Because those of y'all that are driving, bless you. If you drive to any HBCU that's like really a popular one to go to, any HBCU homecoming, like plus there's no guarantee that someone will bust in your car. It's just better for transportation <laughs> purposes that you yeah. are. Just and have now we're in the age you. of Uber. Uber yeah. and Lyft, where Uber you can literally sure. just park in a safe place and. Like Drew, you gonna, you gonna Uber? You gonna Lyft? What you gonna do? I will park or train. My, Actually, we have the benefit of training. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna park my truck at like a parking lot near a metro, and then just take metro. Yeah. Oh, park it's at Howard. Yeah, Howard. Park at the Giant Station. Park at the Giant. Why? Because it runs right off of Rhode Island. Oh, and then I'll go from there. Smart. That's true. I'll figure it out. I'm going to in the same vein of recovery because we are not as young as we used to be. Oh. I wish, but we are not. Well, here goes X with the shade. He about to start. Look. No, I'm not going to He getting up there, though. So I don't know why yeah. he did that. He got, uh, like, what, tw- one year? Oh, less than yeah. a year. He got less than a year, actually. Yeah. Uh, no matter. I'm 29, <laughs> feeling fine, and reach out and touch, and you'll feel divine. So anyway. Okay, bars. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say you need something to help recovery, and in the vein of BC Power, BC Power. Why did you limit us to two items, Niece? I need to put Pedialyte on there. I need that's all I'm about to say. Yeah, I need that a couple was mine. No, no, no. That's what I want to say. It was like mine was going to be. Um, Pedialyte slash Gatorade because yes, you do need your water. Yes, you do need either BC powder, Advil, whatever type of what what is that the um, the compound that's in BC powder? Oh, um, it's like an aspirin. Yeah, or aspirin to help with the headache. You need to replenish your electrolytes. Mm. So Pedialyte and Gatorade are good for that. So for I sure. definitely need that because you will feel real weak. And I also need to put in food. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Because with so Mm -hmm. much going on, you're going to forget to eat. I just want to make sure that you take care of yourself first because you cannot party and enjoy yourself if if your body is failing. Yeah, you'll be sick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so you definitely need to make sure you eat. And oh, make sure oh, that oh. you replenish, that you're hydrated, which is both electrolytes, water. Hold on, which water stuff. you got? I got um, two is not enough. Electrolytes, which is either in the form, for my preferences, either Pedialyte or Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one is food. Well, make we sure you add it five. You need a good mattress, yeah, too. You need a five. I mean, just keep going. You can, whatever else. Okay. You oh, ma- mattress. Um, I must say, yeah, a good place to put your head at night is, is a good set list. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what Music. else you need? Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, Friends. I was gonna say. I was gonna say a buddy. <laughs> I was gonna say. Then we going to home by yourself. Been, no, I mean not that. I've I've seen people mm-hmm. like literally get oh, get God. alcohol poisoning at homecoming before. So you need a buddy mm-hmm. to make sure that they are. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but, but but someone that would take care of you in the event that you get sick. Because you can go with a buddy. Some people like I ain't doing that. I ain't, I ain't. You know. I don't. I don't do throw up. No, I'll take care of my friends. Yeah. I've actually cleaned, up, cleaned up their throw up before. Yeah, well, I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a babysitter for everybody. So you got, I got mm. one person. I'm gonna be in charge of one person. One person to be in charge of me, and yes. that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. Like, like you start, buddy system. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I said, a buddy. Get you a buddy. Yeah. Oh, and please, you all. I mean, I don't know how people's quarter, you know, quarters or whatever they are staying. Y'all getting too old to sleep on the floor. You'll feel it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. After a long night, y'all gonna feel it. Y'all be thinking, oh, I can sleep Who on this floor. Who still does that when there's Oh, like, you be surprised. Really? Me. Yes. How many people still on sleep floor? on the Yes. Oh. Am I lying, Nick? At least gotta catch a couch. I don't know. I don't do floors. No, me no we, I mean, we don't. But I've, I've seen people that do you it. You better throw me an air mattress. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> on the hard I don't sleep on those neither. I don't know. I mean, if I'm at somebody's house, I understand. Like, it's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take a couch or a rollout or something. But, yeah. So anything else? Any other things that you must or must has for you to, to survive homecoming? Then I would can, say a good attitude. I would say a good attitude. Yeah, yeah. You can't go to a homecoming being stank. And it's usually really crowded. A so good you what? Can't, being stank. Like, have a stank attitude. Oh, yeah. Because mm. it's like it's also you got to know that it's going to be crowded because everybody is trying to be there. Everybody is trying to be everywhere. So when you look, the restaurants mm-hmm. going to be packed. Mm-hmm. If you go to a bar, it's going to be packed. Yep. If you go to a party, there's going to be mad people. Mm-hmm. You go you go to the campus, there's going to be people everywhere. You try to go to the football game, you can't get in the door. Like it's just going to be people everywhere. So having a good attitude, having patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is important because again at the same time you have to make sure you're enjoying yourself it's not just that i want to do xyz it's like a reconnection time mm-hmm. it's a time to reconnect with your alma mater and your fellow students mm-hmm. and some more maybe some people who brought friends friends of friends who just showed up oh. because that does happen mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i'm sure we've all i'm sure we've all experienced being at homecoming and you see a group of people that came up you're like you don't even go here dang that's me again mike two wow mike two, zero I gotta stop playing. I play with my um, oh. my headset thingy while I'm on the mic. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> Your wires. Yeah, my wires. <laughs> um, so speaking of reconnection, it's gonna slide right on into the Melanie Rich segment this week. Again, we're doing everything in the theme of homecoming and all that jazz because it is homecoming season. And Melanie Rich is a segment where we talk about all things black wellness. From the perspective of a millennial, the year of our Lord, 2019, so to be 2020, in the last quarter, last stretch of the year. Mm. So, Homecoming is known for, it's basically like a big family reunion. Mm-hmm. Because your alumni base is like your family, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of what kind of school you went to, it is your family. And one of the things you do at reunion, at, <laughs> reunion, 
one thing you do at homecoming is to reconnect and and like just it's reflex. like a reunion though it is a reunion it. yeah it's what especially if it's a uh specifically anniversary year mm-hmm. for you yeah. mm-hmm. like five to 15 year graduation right. since your graduation is it's a huge reunion for everybody to come back to so my question to you all is how do you navigate those reunion spaces because i kind of put it down to you run into three different types of people mm-hmm. or possibly more y'all tell me if you have any other categories of people that you run into at homecoming the first being the hey stranger people the ones that they kind of should have always been in contact with you mm-hmm. <laughs> like you've reached out to them actively mm-hmm. and they just kind of went into the abyss mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it gets to be a little chilly and it's homecoming season they know you're going to be there you could be looking dressed down to the nine and you're like hey stranger mm-hmm. how you been how you doing <laughs> that's the category one the second category is people and friendships that weren't i mean relationships and friendships that weren't awry so like it didn't end on a good note um but you guys weren't on the same campus anymore or you weren't around the same in the same city anymore whatever the, the situation might be and you didn't have to see each other but then you run into each other at an event and it's kind of like mm-hmm. what do we do mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the third one that i have is Genuine people who you were really good friends with. There was nothing that happened, but life just got in the way. Because, you know, sometimes you have you have a whole lot of things going on. They have a whole lot of things going on. And you lose touch, not because you wanted to lose touch. It just kind of happens. And you, you run into them again and rekindle the friendship. Yeah. So with those categories in mind, how do you navigate each one of them when you run into them at homecoming? Specifically, like, it's, I know... <laughs> Howard has a tailgate. I know Marilyn has a tailgate. Do you guys have a tailgate? Of SC course. State? Okay. Yeah, it's for the example, whole game tailgate. Zone. Mm-hmm. Gang, yeah, gang, for example, gang. so you're at the tailgate, you're kicking it with your people, you're walking around, you're saying hi, being social, and then you run into to someone who, say, for example, is a a relationship that's gonna rye. Mm-hmm. For example, how do you navigate that space? Do you say hi? Do you give them a hug? Do you just kind of pretend like you didn't see them? I wanna go first. Let's go with Xavier because he's like he's making a face. <laughs> Okay, so you can. Uh, it depends. If if you see they're with people, if they're with people that you're really cool with, then I feel like it's okay to, to speak and be cordial. Mm-hmm. Same way like the dentist or a doctor's office, but no more than that. <laughs> you well, know. Which which type of interaction are we talking about? Are you running into the, the relationship that went awry? Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if they're with people that you're cool with, then. Because if you don't speak to any of the group passing you, then everyone's going to be like, well, what's his problem? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What do you think, Drew? Um, for the relationships that went awry, I think yeah. it's very important to show your growth. That's if you grow yeah. at all. Yeah. So I think I think it would important I, caveat if you grew. <laughs> if you grew. Some people don't grow. Yeah, they we get older, but they, they don't they grow. Don't. Right, so I mean that caveat. But um, for me, if I, you know, come across or if I'm ever in that space where you know there was someone that you know it just went sour, me, I'm I'm showing you where where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's either going to do one of two things. It's either going to um, force you to show who you are, like 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 where you are right now, or two, it's just going to make you mad as hell that I'm not upset. Yeah. Because I've moved on. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that. I'm the type of person I can be respectful. Um, and, like, both of you have kind of alluded to, if someone is there, because it's going to be, like, if they're by themselves, I'm not going to walk up to that person and be like, hey, girl, what's up? Or, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, I'm not doing that because yeah. I don't mess with you. <laughs> we, we, don't, <laughs> right. we don't rock like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we're in, a, we're in a space where we're close together, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just, like, pretend like you don't exist. I'm going to say hi and, that's, and, like, keep it cordial, keep it respectful because I don't want to make it awkward for everybody else. Yeah. And right, if exactly. you have – you've been talking all this rah-rah behind my back, mm-hmm. I don't care because yeah. – 
I mean, I think I, I think the only time I would slip up and say hello is if I accidentally, like, if we're both turning the corner and it's one of those awkward situations. It's like, oh, excuse me. No. It's like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that because I, I accidentally said No, hey. I mean, I'm not saying, like, I'm just saying, like, that makes sense because you were right yeah. next to each other, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Oh, yeah, to, like, no. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 if I see you standing over there, I'm not going to walk over there. I'm not going to go over there and check up a conversation. Yeah, it's going to be, like, a mm-hmm. conversation out of circumstance, not because I sought it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so then moving on, what do you do when you get that, hey, stranger, that person who should have been in touch with you? Like, say, for example, they pseudo-ghosted you. Keep it short and sweet. Mm, yeah, like Drew said, very, that's Short quick. and sweet? Yeah. To the point. We don't have to have a conversation. It's like, hey, how's it going? Okay, good. Good to see mm-hmm. you. And you keep it pushing. Like, for instance, if we, w- if we went to school and, like, and you live in D.C. and you don't hit me up here... Don't get down there acting like, oh, what's up? Oh my, I'm a hit. Oh, I've been so busy. I'm gonna hit you up when we get back to DC. Let's not play that game. Let's just keep it. Oh, like especially how, for you, yeah. Like, yeah. let's not play that game. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. there's certain people like I live right down the street from you, and I hardly see you. So if I see you at homecoming, just keep it pushing. <laughs> like no, don't need act, for the, don't like we no, because no, yeah. some people like to do that. They like to make it seem like, oh yeah, and we chill all the time in DC. We don't, and that's annoying. <laughs> we don't. It's okay to be like, oh, you know, we don't get up as much as we used to. Oh, and, that's, and, there's and, nothing and, wrong with. But that. you know what I don't like though is when you have like a mutual friend and they oh, ask that yes. friend about you. Oh, how's how's Andrew doing? I haven't seen him in a while, and I'm just like, but you have my number. Why are you asking? X, Y, and Z about how I'm doing when we yeah. all typically hung out before. Yeah, that is annoying. Don't ask like, nobody like else that. about, like, contact Don't ask me. how I'm doing if you're not going to be able to do it yourself. Because for some reason, I know you probably go through this too, and um, you, Drew. Some people think because you went to the same school together that you know everybody from, and that, like, sure of course, because you live in the same city, like, they must hang out all the time. No. No. Mm-mm. We went to college together, college with thousands of people. That's it. Thousands of people who have yeah. different friend groups, and we just happen to all live in the District of Columbia. <laughs> so. I mean, I can see it for you because you're. I mean, are there a lot of SC State alum up here? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's quite a, there's quite a bit, but then there's a the thing of living in DC and living on the outskirts too. Oh, okay. Because a lot of people say they live in DC, but they live out in College Park or they live out in Fairfax in or from, Laurel, and, and that's Fair- a ride. And okay, no, right, that's not DC. Uh uh-uh, oh, you no, might as well claim Baltimore if you're living out in Laurel. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, people do. So no, if you but you live, know, some people would be so pressed just to just, just to say DC, that they yeah. live in DC, and, you and know. so the further you live out, I'm be honest with you, you invite me too far, I'm staying at the house. Living in Bowie, Waldorf. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not Waldorf. You gotta catch a flight. Yeah. Waldorf Airlines. Waldorf Airlines. <laughs> yeah, TSA pre-check for that. Uh huh. And then there's the last group of people that you just lo- genuinely lost touch with each other. It was not, there was no hard feelings. Nothing happened. Oh, that's the life hard got in the way. The so the, how do you how do you navigate that? I, I think for that you you have to gauge that. You have to mm-hmm. see if you are able to pick up where you left off, or is it this encounter as we're talking to one another? Is it such that like we are okay with not? Reestablishing the friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying you don't want to reestablish it? No, I'm saying you have to gauge it. Oh, okay, okay. You have to gauge it. You can you can get into a conversation where it's like you genuinely miss the person, or like you, you know you just start busting out laughing and you're reminiscing. Yeah. And those feelings are so strong where it's like you know what? What's your number? Like, do you still have the same number? Look, let's set up an appointment right now to like meet up next week. Some you know, and then see how yeah. that goes. There's that situation, or it's a situation where it's like, hey, how's it going? Oh my god, long time no see. But then. Something is there that, right yeah, it's just that you've maybe outgrown each other. Mm-hmm. Those two situations are okay. Yeah. yeah. Just as long as, you know, y'all, it's, 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 it's amicable, whether you decide that you are going to pour back into this friendship mm-hmm. or it can be amicable where it's like, 
you guys are on separate planes, but it's quite okay. Yeah. That's how I would approach the situation. You have to gauge it. Yeah. What do you think, X? Um, I don't know. I think it's hard sometimes because I, well, I can speak for me. I felt like um, my career really couldn't thrive in a lot of the places where my core people um, when I first got out of college were. Mm-hmm. And that was hard because they were they're able to thrive where um, or they picked a major that they're fine no matter... They can stay close to home or wherever mm-hmm. they can stay close to where we went to college. But as for me, my career thrives more in the north. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As far as salary I mean, and we're promotions, glad you yeah, wouldn't have met you otherwise. <laughs> yes, and I wouldn't have met you all if I didn't. Um, but I just ultimately knew that the right choice for me was to leave. So I've been sometimes I used to beat myself up about it. About like, well, maybe I would have maintained the friendship if I stayed mm-hmm. um, closer to where we went to school together. But then I realized maybe we still would have grown apart even if I stayed there. So you don't know. But only thing I do know is that as long like Drew said, as long as there's no beef or anything, and there shouldn't be any beef. Yeah. It's just that yeah. my life is here and your life is there, and you start picking, you start new friends and new interests, and you carry on your life down there. I just think as long as we when we meet up, like Drew said, if we're going to equally pour into the friendship what does that mean that means i'm hitting you up you're hitting me up also not Mm -hmm. every time i gotta reach out to you every single time yeah and also i think people Mm -hmm. have to keep keep in mind that when you do have friends that live in different areas of the state Mm -hmm. every areas of the country or even some that live overseas it's a lot harder to maintain those friendships oh yeah so i give more grace i think personally for myself because i'm i'm really bad at picking on myself but like oh i should like i wish i could reach out to this person blah 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 but at the same time like yo we're in different time zones mm-hmm. like so i might be able up at six like that's my the only time i have free to talk and it's still middle of the night for them mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's what right. i mean mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you just got to give each other's grace on that but like you said i like how you said drew that the telltale sign is like you had that conversation and it's like nothing it's like no time it passed yep. mm-hmm. it's like you can pick it back up oh that's the key that's, that's the key. like that is and those are the ones that i love too yeah without that without that awkward silence of yeah. what do i say next you know yeah, you know like, you're standing there like yeah, yeah, yeah. what the yeah. hell do yeah. i say next <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think just overall so don't give an open mind um and just being honest and even in those times i think the most meaningful parts of those type of reconnections after um, life has gotten in the way is really getting to know the person again it's really fun yeah for me because like the for most time most parts people's personality doesn't change but their experience changed changes and their stories how, to share yeah yeah and that just changes those that and sometimes good. it's kind of interesting to see like where, where life is taking them what things have gone through and just seeing like relearning each other because that's always fun yeah but maybe i'm just like i like learning people and seeing like what makes them think? What makes them mm-hmm. feel the way that they feel? Like, mm-hmm. why do they act the way that they act mm-hmm. like that? Because I feel like, yes, I'm an attorney, but if I wasn't an attorney, I probably wouldn't went into psychology because <laughs> I'm very interested in that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, just while you're out there on the yard or mm-hmm. on the quad or at the tailgate, whatever you're... Or at the Motel commun- 6. <laughs> the Motel 6. No. <laughs> you're in these janky-ass places. Whatever well, the- I don't stay there, but I know that's where a few <laughs> listeners like to go. I mean, they changed it. What do they call it now? Ivy City Motels? But the ones the I one wouldn't know. I don't what, stay what? outside hotels. So there's one in, um, on New York oh. Avenue oh, no. that you buy the old love to close. Drew, mm-hmm. can you stay there and let us know how it is? No. <laughs> 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 Tried it. But regardless of what kind of reconnection you guys might be running into, you're just this homecoming season, just be sure to keep an open mind and try not to make it a scene because nobody wants to be that, that yeah. person that got oh, into yeah, a fight. Oh, yeah, please don't be that person. Please don't. do that. Don't be overly first. drunk either. No one likes that either. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please. Also, we are not in college. We're not in undergrad anymore. Right. It is not cute. 
to be walking around and just because you slept with everybody in college don't mean you gotta come back and try to sleep with everybody because because the thing is these people are married and how dare you try to sleep with their spouses unless they're swingers then that's okay (laughs) but if not how dare you how dare you oh god (laughs) (laughs) but enjoy yourselves and your reconnections it's homecoming season we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back peace hey there Do you suffer from hyperpigmentation or discoloring of the skin from acne, cuts, or bruising? Well, try Palmer's Skin Success Anti-Dark Spot Corrective Fade Serum. It visibly corrects discoloration, dark spots, post-acne scars, sun damage, you name it. All you have to do is apply a small amount as a thin layer on the infected area twice a day or use it as directed by a doctor. Listen, I use it and have seen some amazing results. You can get it at any participating pharmacy near you. Also, Palmer's is not a sponsor of this program. However, if you have a business that you would like to see advertised on this podcast, you can email us at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter at thendxpod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get on with the show. Of NDXs that was Beyonce before and we're black and we're black and we're and man we're all black. this music is getting me ready I'm in the mood I'm over ready. here dancing hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this is our homecoming Netflix and chill slash music segment so glad if you made it to this portion of the show so before we even start um what is one mm, one defining song Just homecoming one? no no I'm gonna give y'all a chance okay. oh, that describes you to a T. Oh, that describes us. Drew. Mm. I already told y'all, blow the whistle. Okay. Is that That's it? That's too short. Neeks. Hmm. This. Say yours first. I got. Because I have several <laughs> no, options. No, 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 no. You, no, we're gonna, no, options. we're gonna, we're gonna get to your list of top songs, but one song that describes your what you're feeling right now to the T. Just pick one. What I'm feeling right now. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Or what you're feeling right now? It's your homecoming week. Mine is next week, but it's your homecoming week. How are you feeling right now? I know, now? but there's so many. There are so many like that embody different parts. Of my, like, yeah, there's so many things that embody different parts of my personality. So, oh, so you I'm said just right like now. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would say let's go. Let's go. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna go with Waka Flocka. Oh, let's do it for me oh, yeah. right now. That's how you know the vibe I'm feeling right now. Uh, um, I'm Nix. thinking Stanky Leg. Mm. The legs thing. <laughs> no, thank you. The dance. Okay, so we'll or come get back. Silly. I wanted my first. I should go on my first instead. Let's get silly. Excuse- get silly. Okay. 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 Get silly. So, so that's my first instinct. I should. Have what is that. what is one of your favorite um movies that center around black college or homecoming season? Like what one film? When I say homecoming season, what's one film that comes to mind? 
Neeks, school days. Drew. God damn it. School. I have to choose something different? Nah, you can choose I'll something. say school days. All right, so it's interesting that y'all choose that. So I'm going to name a few movies. So there's Drumline, Great Debaters, Stomp the Yard, and School Days. What is y'all y'all think is the quintessential movie that uh, defines homecoming season? Defines homecoming season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just puts a bow on it for you. Like the HBCU experience. Well, I didn't go to HBCU. So I, I know, but no, you still, yeah, the, yeah. But you no, still, but your experience in terms of Black black Terps homecoming. You might relate more to oh, Stop the Yard. I don't know if there were, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Drumline was pretty, that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, see, making y'all think, right? When you compare all the movies. I mean, right? I just think about it, but like, because School Days is just, I thought it was just well done yeah, movie. Was, yeah, School Days is well done, but I do love Drumline. I do like Drumline too. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would say Stomp the Yard because it was, it was a microcosm of black, you know, okay. black people and all. So you're going to go with Stomp the Yard? Cool. Sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Neeks? Actually, like, it's not a movie, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with Living. Um, the name Dear is White escaped. People? No. No, oh. no. The name escaped my head. Um, Stepsisters on Netflix? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. Was like, it's a different world. I was like, why the name? I was oh, gonna say Living oh, Colors, and that's not it. I was like, yeah. that's not it. I was like, that's not it. Perfect. Yeah, no, that, that's, Perfect. That's honestly the first thing that comes to mind. No, it's not a movie, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, Close cool. Enough. So cool. So with dealing with um homecoming seasons, a lot of things. We um as you know, me and Neeks, we did go to HBCUs. Although Drew, you did not go to HBCU. I'm sure you, you the black experience you see in all these different shows that have been on. There have been shows like A Different World, The Quad. And then we have College I Hill. I forgot about so the quad. Did you all watch College Hill? I did. You know, what was your favorite season of College Hill? Park season two. Okay, season two. So season two, that was when it was at Langston University. All right, Neeks. I don't have a favorite season because I would see, season. I would like watch this sporadically. So I don't all know. right. So just to jump back into uh, a blast in the past, right quick. Show. Wasn't it? Oh, oh, I, College Hill was a good ass so show. So would you y'all. would you subscribe to BT Plus if they? Hell oh, yes. Okay. So Are they going to have new episodes, too? That's what well, we need we, to do that. We don't know. but So, College Hill kicked off. It first kicked off with Southern University. Um, I will, Southern. That was in 2004. Um, then it was Langston. It went to Langston in 2005. Then it went to Virginia State. <laughs> now y'all showed y'all ass Virginia State. That was the one. Oh, but that, are you surprised? No, that was the one. That, <laughs> no, that's the one that had the um, when they had the little jacuzzi, the jacuzzi, and uh, <laughs> he said the jacuzzi, jacuzzi, <laughs> jacuzzi. And that's the also jacuzzi. that's also A the one that brought us um, if you watch, if, I don't know, I'm the only one that watches really ratchet TV. But if you watch Love and Hip Hop in LA, Ray, like Ray the chipmunk guy, the like a chipmunk. <laughs> He was um <laughs> he was on this season and caused all kind of hell and shit and who knew he would come back to cause hell on VH1 but anyway after that Virgin Islands which was crazy I think Virgin Islands I have a love hate relationship with that one because I think the violence is what ultimately led them. we only had one more season of um Kyle Chill after Virgin Islands when that mm-hmm. girl got hit in the head with the high heel shoe mm-hmm. although iconic though you run up on somebody and get your ass beat. You know, no, you know. I mean, I felt for her, but that's the chance you take when you run up on people. And then our last season, one of my favorite seasons, is Atlanta. Who watched? Did you watch Atlanta? Denise? I didn't watch it. Where was oh, it now? I, I skipped that season. I think I was oh, that's, Atlanta was the bomb. That's where you had Drew Ski Booty Talk. Booty Talk. Oh booty yeah. Talk. And then also you had the um, uh, the interns one, which was. Shout out to Ivy, Ivy Box, my friend. She's AKA too. Um, that was in 2007. That's um, College Hill Interns, which was really, really dope. And I just wanted to touch on those because it's important. I think that time from 2004 to 2008 really inspired a lot of people to be like, 
okay, I see the dynamics. I see this student that's barely making it or they want to create something different in their life. They're on work study, they're on scholarship, or they want to join these orgs, or they're thinking about what do I do, or they have kids. And I think it inspired a group of kids to go to college. After 2008, if y'all really look at it around that time, that's 2008, Neeks, would y'all agree, like 2004, 2008, that was the last big wave of people that were really excited to go to HBCUs. From what I've been viewing, ever since then, it's been on a slow decline, except for the popular HBCUs. I haven't seen excitement to really still continue the traditions but since 2008, um, it, it's hard for me to tell because my environment was all, you know, was in a PWI. So yeah, yeah. I know. mean, I guess for me, I mean, I came, I come from a family where most mm-hmm. of them went to HBCU, so right. it was always a yeah. that was always on the table for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I, I mean, it's hard for me to say too because I also grew up in an area where it was predominantly white, so. Mm-hmm. Of course, there was no talk of HBCUs from them. I only ever heard about it from my family. Okay. Um, just from the touching the temperature of what I see on the internet, because that's the only way I can keep in but, touch with like what the, what the, <laughs> what the oh, pulse well, is. The pulse <laughs> of life. Huh? Yeah. Um, I didn't think it, like, for me, my perception wasn't that much different. Like you wow. still had the same attacks to HBCUs as has always been the attack, mm-hmm. which is people thinking that the education is less than what you would get at a PWI mm-hmm. and. For me, that's what I've been hearing my entire life. Of course, not from my parents or from my family members because they went to HBCUs. They believe right. in it. They yeah, my mom went to HBCUs. Yeah, so same they, one as me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's oh, awesome. My mom, she oh, really? the same HBCU. Yeah, oh, nice. Oh, that's how you shows it. Okay. Uh-huh. I was wondering, like, how did you wind up? Okay, we'll get there later. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. On We're gonna get there. But I think it's about the same. I still hear the same the same um, rhetoric that that I heard when I was in high school mm-hmm. from from non. Mm-hmm. Um, from other people, which is basically mm-hmm. that they think the there's no need for HPCUs anymore, mm-hmm. or that the education is less than. Yeah, and view, the, and not viewers, but listeners. The reason I get, gave posed that question is because a lot of times with, with this wave, sometimes I think one thing that's missed upon on this wave of black media, which is great, is really the representation of um, an HBCU being seen in the positive life light. We don't have a different world. Um, we have what's mm-hmm. that spinoff? That spinoff, Grownish. That although that's cool and it features some black people, she's still at a different type of institution. And I also didn't like how when Junior went to an HBCU, he dropped out. I think people think these. Oh, this is TV show. It's not that big a deal. But you have to understand, to a kid at their house watching it, they they make it seem like so. The daughter went to this school, that's a good point. and she's going to continue her education. Junior went to Howard University, and he dropped out and came home. Those different things. We really don't have TV shows that encourage kids to want to be like, hmm, also, there's I mean, more than one option. That's fair, because I think me. it's also mm-hmm. just in general, there's not a lot of black programming, period. Exactly. But also, because like before, I know when I was in school, even though my peers at high school and middle school and stuff might have said bad things about HBCUs, but I would watch TV shows at home, and there wasn't a show where there was a black family that didn't have some type yeah. of HBCU paraphernalia on, yeah. regardless of whether yeah. the people in the show went to that school or not. So yeah. it was and not even, common. Even, like, it was, even, it on, Martin, common. even yeah. on Martin. And, um, That's what I'm saying. Like every... every yeah, and every I think show that have, featured black people, they had they repped mm-hmm. the HBCUs, and there's a different one every single time. Exactly. Even on Fresh Prince, yep. Martin. I think when you have shows like that that are very unique, mm-hmm. um, I think um, it, you know you have to be very careful with your with your messaging. Yes, you know because you know young kids who are watching these shows, especially when you're dealing with like black culture and education, mm-hmm. um, like I think I think the writing should be rooted in reality, but then it shouldn't be so um, part. 
it shouldn't be so irresponsible in the fact that if someone young is watching it, especially when they're at an impressionable age, mm-hmm. coming off the heels of high school and all that kind of stuff, you don't want the messaging and the imagery out there to be that if you go to an HBCU, you're more than likely to drop out or you will encounter these problems. I think we need to be able to highlight mm-hmm. a lot of the various aspects of going to an HBCU as mm-hmm. well as going to a PW- PWI. Mm-hmm. Going to a PWI doesn't necessarily mean everything's all great and dandy. Not going to attest to that. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. that's this is an HBCU episode, so we'll oh, talk. We're about gonna, a we're, no, we're gonna get there. to that. Oh, okay. We're gonna get to that. But I just so, wanted to say that. I just wanted to put know? that on there. That was just like a, a little brief. And typically, we don't we don't <laughs> delve too much into the uh, the knowledge streets in Netflix and chill. But I definitely wanted to um, to put that plat that thought out there so that people could realize that that needs to be represented on TV too. It's one thing. It even goes back to our earlier. If you go back earlier in the episode, how we were talking about the sound, the sound stage, and the studios and all that stuff. Those are the kind of things. I I mean, I keep waiting. I keep waiting for some creative to have a show that's just representing maybe even even if it's a combined show about because mm-hmm. a lot of people even if you know fam you is mm-hmm. r- is right next to a pwi like they literally share like the street it yeah. goes from fam you to i think it's florida state if i'm not mistaken probably florida state university so you could do a combined show where it's like the face-off what it's like being at a PWI versus a uh, HBCU and do a scripted series and see how it's like sharing the same community. Something like that that inspires the next generation. Well, that brings me to a question real quick. Mm-hmm. That I, that since we're on the topic of um, representation, mm-hmm. one of the big things that has been, especially in recent years, has been that you said, like, you, of course, we know the big names, the Howards, the Spellmans, mm-hmm. the FAMUs, mm-hmm. the Morehouses, the Morehouses, the Hamptons, the mm-hmm. Virginia State, Norfolk State, like, mm-hmm. But what about the not the lesser known HBCs? Like, how do you think we should, we could do a better job at r- making those known? Because, I, like I said before, in, in like in the age that we were children and mm-hmm. growing up, there was tons of um, shows where, like, every episode, someone on had on a different HBCU sweatshirt or some a different HBCU paraphernalia or something like that on. Well, I and think, so I'm like, um, how do we expose the smaller, the lesser known HBCUs? I. I also think a lot of it needs to be grassroots too. I think sometimes if you mm-hmm. want someone to represent you, like for instance, if you're at a smaller school that's not getting the notoriety, how about sending a gift box to um to a celebrity, they're to their agent, or saying, "We would love for you to wear this," or "Here's just a gift." Let you know. Let let let's, let let me let you know a little bit about my school. My school is founded in whatever, and this is what we represent. And we would hope that if you ever have a chance to swing by and talk to our students, stuff like that. I think some people have gotten um, sometimes nothing about HBCUs. Sometimes we're so rigid in our pry that sometimes people are afraid to humble themselves and be like mm-hmm. hey we need help like we need we need someone we need a celebrity we need a spokesperson who even if you know what's your fee what's your nominal fee for speaking like we need you your platform mm-hmm. on social media to gain people to try and come to our school i can even say that from my school my school when i went there i mean there was not even enough room for people to have a place to stay but because of the tensions and because of the political atmosphere we live in mm-hmm a lot of people might be afraid to come to school and, and go to school in the South because I'm not going to lie to you where I went to school. Like it is not no, Oh no yeah. crystals there. Um, so <laughs> okay, it, Langston. no, I mean, it's not for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like if you, you gotta, you're going to deal with some adversities going to school in the South. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the problems they deal with. But I definitely think it takes people who have a great platform, um, a I large think, platform to do it. I think yeah. what you can also do too is like, you know, do research in terms of like, see, you know who's an alumnus from your from your college and see who you know holds some type of office yes. so maybe they can um host a town hall or something mm-hmm. like just start you know at the local level and mm-hmm. then and then try to 
build that up. Or you yourself maybe get into some local politics or something where you can, if if your goal is to bring awareness about you know this smaller HBC or, or you mm-hmm. know this or this you know um, less known school that you attended, maybe it's not strictly for the purpose of going um, um, of seeking office, but maybe you know find something in politics that you know touches on your heart that gives back to the community, while you can also use your platform to highlight the school. Um, in the education that you received. Um, yeah, that's I think, fair. I think, I think, that's, a I think that's a smart. Yeah, yeah especially smart because that way, because that's one thing about HBCUs, we will rally behind you. We found oh, your HBCU sure. alum. We'll come, we're coming to your rescue. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going away. Yeah. So like I said, <laughs> right I challenge that, like, so that not to belabor the point, but I just challenge y'all to, you know, any any time you get, because we none of us um, would be here, even even Drew, because what a lot of people don't know is if it weren't for um, those, those students going to those HBCUs and proving proving themselves then in the, the fight and graduating and fighting for integration, then none of us would ever be able to go to any Anything. schools that we mm-hmm. want to go to. So it's all connected, you know, um, but think on that, you know, put that sink outside and let that sink. Out. <laughs> all right. So we're going to switch over, switch gears. And I want my co-host Uh-oh. to tell me, and I don't know it's going to be hard for y'all. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you a top 10 because, you know, I'm not going to do y'all top dirty 10. and give y'all five. Give me y'all top 10. In no particular order, top 10, what you feel like are songs that, for your personality, HBCU season. All right? I don't know if I have 10. I might well, it could be less. You, it could be less. Okay. I can give you a So I might Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Don't, and you can give it to us fast. We ain't going to belabor this. Okay. Oh. The first one, y'all probably is not going to know this unless you also were a Howard alums. Oh, it was by Brandon Hines. Like, that was our jam when I was on campus. Like, he, Brandon Hines was a um, artist that was a student at the time, okay. so a lot of his music was things we parted to, and that was one of them. Okay. I always like I listen to it all the time. Um, swag surf, lean with it, snap your fingers, okay. blame it on the alcohol, okay. turn my swag on, lollipop, hey. bunny hop, five star check, knuck if you buck, knuck if you buck. if you buck, because we knuck and we bucking, okay. Ready to fight. Buy you a drink, pop champagne, I'ma do me, okay. stanky leg, freaky girl, chopped and screwed, anything chopped and screwed. Dutty wine. Okay. Y'all forgot about Dutty wine. That no. was a vibe. That was a vibe, though. I Freaks that. all over the world and okay. getting some head. Okay, and that's your oh. top ten. I don't know how many that is. I okay, just, I just write it off all types. Drew, of songs. you want me to go? Or you want? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. You ready? Go ahead, yeah, Drew. I have maybe like a smooth eight. Is that okay? That's fine. Go ahead. Okay, I have Boosie, Wipe Me Down. Yeah. Okay. I have Petey Pablo, Raise Up. Okay. Raise up. I have Get Juvenile, you. Back That Ass Up. Okay. Cry Mob, Knuck If You Buck. Okay. Crime Mob, Rock Your Hips. Okay. Too Short, mm-hmm. Blow the Whistle. Okay. Gucci Mane, Freaky Girl. Ooh. Wayne Wonder, um, No Letting Go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a slow, yeah. That's a vibe. And I Know Jay, uh, Love You Down. Let me love you down. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah. yeah. I cannot wait. All this play, these songs are getting me hyped. These songs are getting me so hyped. Let's hear yours, What's the same name? Hold on, wait, wait. It's I Know Jay. <laughs> Drew, love you said, what was the name of that song, Drew? Love You Down. I forgot all about that song. Mm-hmm. Even if it takes all night, let me love it down. Some, 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 some. All right, where we at, X? What are some of yours? <laughs> so, oh, Drew, don't put me on the spot. Come on. Oh, you got like 18 goodness. on your sheet Hold on, hold on. Before we start, though. Oh. Is this, it? Is this song you're talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm, that's it. Yes, Xavier. You know, I'm feeling the vibe. Alright. So <laughs> <laughs> That is it. Alright, so uh Booty Got Swag. Uh what 
So a deep, 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 deep cut for our listeners. Anybody went to school with me, you know freshman year that Claflin AKs and Alphas had a stroll to Booty Got Swag. You got to be a real legit bulldog to understand they used to come and do that stroll. But anyway, then you got Waka Flocka. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Roscoe oh, Dash yeah. all the way turned up. Uh, oh, Roscoe Dash, you had a moment. And you know what? You fumbled. You, you, fumbled. you uh, really fumbled the ball. Ooh, that's you... a good one right there. That's a good one right there. He fumbled the ball. Um, Waka Flocka, no hands. Waka Flocka hard in the paint. Listen, Waka. Well, where's Waka? Waka, where's you Waka gave us. Days? Listen, Waka. Gave us you, gave us, you gave us some hits. Lil Wayne right above it. Mint condition. Pretty brown eyes breaking my heart. Yes. Yeah. March 101, please. Like, I need this next weekend in my life. I know you're going to give it to me. Chopper, Chopper style. Gucci Chop, man, Chop, freaky Chop, girl. Chop, Gucci Chop, man, I think I love her. Lil Boosie. Okay. We gonna chop that. Alright. Got Lil Boosie, wipe me down. Cameo candy. Okay. Yes, alright. Sea murder down for my nigglets. You know that's one of my nigglets. Uh Waka Flocka. Uh, oh, let's do it again because why not? I mean, oh, it's Why not? Ah. And then we got a uh, cry mom knock if you buck. Got to. And I'm gonna end it with a roughly new song, um, which is HBCU by KG the artist featuring the SCSU marching 101. So oh. that is my list. That's um, That's it. So let's slide right into our hear me out. Um, it's really simple. What inspired you to go to an HBCU for me and Nick's? Um, and it, you know, it can be brief just for our listeners. And then Drew also want us to gain a little perspective from you being the only person on the pod who went to a predominantly white institution. What inspired you to go to a PWI and what was your, the black experience like Mm -hmm. being there? All right. So who wants to kick it off first? I mean, it's your segment. You tell us who you're doing first. Okay. Um, well, what inspired me to to go to a PWI was um, a couple of things. One was that a majority of my high school friends were going to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first moved here, straight out of Brooklyn, New York, I like my first year of high school, I didn't make any friends because you know it was that hard exterior that you have being fresh mm-hmm. out of New York. So it, it was hard for me to come out of my shell and make mm-hmm. friends in high school. So the friends that I did make in high school, I always tease them to this day that they were the ones who um, spoke to me first. And we've been friends ever since. So those friends that I've had um, since high school mm-hmm. are like I'm I'm like second family to them to this day. So with that being said, it was the anxiety of having to start over in terms of making friends again. And I, you know, when you're that young in high school and then being thrown out into the world, that was a little bit scary for me. And I didn't want to do that. That's one. Two, I'm my mother's only child. So mm-hmm. going to Maryland, it was far enough away from her. It was like maybe 25, 30 minute drive mm-hmm. but it was close enough in the event that something happened to her because you know she's living by herself and then mm-hmm. also if something happened to me since i'm her only child so okay. i had to take into account all of these different things and you and i'm sure you're asking well why not howard well why not Bowie? why not, not Bowie? again goes back to my point most of mm-hmm. my friends were going to going to maryland okay and and you know at the time and to this day i still do think that you know just having maryland on your resume you know i, I felt would have as a young black person would have taken me like a long way mm-hmm. in a short amount of time and that's what it actually did for me i can't attribute it to 100 percent maryland you know there's other factors in terms mm-hmm. of like being connected and stuff like that but i felt that going to maryland also would have been a good resume booster okay and that's fair. um so okay. neeks yeah so i mm-hmm. have got an uncanny story of how mm-hmm. i ended up at the howard university 
So Howard was not my first choice. Okay. This is not a secret. It wasn't my first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, my first choice was Duke University. Oh. Because um, they have a phenomenal. I went for those who also don't know. I went to school undergrad for engineering. I did not get my inspiration to become an attorney until I was at Howard University. Okay. So, um, and that was by encouragement of a faculty member. Mm-hmm. But um, Duke has a phenomenal engineering program. So I was. I really, really, really wanted to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. Got in. <laughs> that got the price tag, and parents were like, uh, "So about this? Let's think about that again." <laughs> But um, I had also applied to Howard, and I got in a full ride. So that's what it's, it what was my first motivation mm-hmm. oh, was wow. to go because of the scholarship. Okay. Um, but that is not why I stayed. <laughs> I stayed because literally the first day I got on campus, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a feeling that I can't even put into words. Mm-hmm. It was like for getting a little personal, but for the majority of my life up until that point, I felt like I stuck out in a sore thumb. I was always the only black girl in class. I was always mm-hmm. the only one in like all these classes and stuff because mm-hmm. I was always put in the advanced classes and I was always the only the only one that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I didn't have a chance to really, one, get to know myself, mm-hmm. or two, like I felt like I just didn't fit in because no matter what I did, I was going to be the black girl who did X. But to and even express yourself authentically. Exactly. It was like I couldn't, like, yeah. I always felt like I was weird as being awkward or, like, anytime I did or said something, it felt yeah. like I was attributed to the entire black community, which, I mean, at the, t- at the time, of course, I couldn't articulate that, right. but that's what, it, that's what it really that's was. What it was yeah. Um, and so getting on campus and seeing that not only were there a plethora of people who look like me, they love to do everything that I like to do. And then some, like there was a little bit of everything for everyone. And mm-hmm. it was just nice to be in a space where no one judged me because of my interests. Right. They weren't like, oh, the black girl that likes to do X, Y, and Z. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this person likes to do X, Y, and Z. And that was just a great environment for me to be able to really learn who I was. And I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for Howard University. Exactly. That was the only place mm-hmm. I really real. felt comfortable being myself and exploring myself. And I had feeling like I couldn't mess up because if I messed up, it's going to put a stain for anyone else who comes after me. Because that's not what mm-hmm. it was at Howard. It was like, we're all kids. We're all the same age. Mm-hmm. We're figuring it out. And that was the beauty of Howard for me. So, again, like, got there by accident. But it was a divine playing because I could not – I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for Howard. Right. Okay, awesome. And, and I will say this, though, if, mm-hmm. if I can just say this very briefly. Um, I did apply to HBCUs. I got in at Hampton. Okay. Um, I don't think I applied to Howard, but I got in at Hampton. Mm-hmm. And then um, – was another HBCU, but I applied to eight schools. I believe four was were eight, no three three were HBCUs and um, and the rest were um, PWIs. But you know, I did decide to go to a PWI. But, you know, okay. Just yeah. Okay. Okay. Xavier. Oh yeah. Well, me. So um, <laughs> my so my journey is similar to similar to Nixon, Although my school might not have not have been my first choice it became the right choice just for me mm-hmm. um my dad went to a uh, pwi he went to johnson's and wells in rhode island and my mom went to south carolina state so interesting story which a lot of people don't know is that um my mom graduated mother's day 1990 and then i was born like 11 days later oh yeah so i spent my her entire last year oh. of college in the bacon in the belly with her going to class and learning the teens and the I, couture I like stuff like that. Yeah. And that's so, awesome. yeah. So that and the, uh, that's why we're so close. And people say we look alike. And people say we act, we act alike. You guys are the same person. Yeah. Oh. And I love it. <laughs> I actually love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but I um, applied to other schools. Um, 
probably to a school and a famous school in Georgia, you know. And but ultimately, like Nick said, when I got on campus, um, really was the parents' day. Do y'all do like a parents' day at your school, Nick? No, we have a um. Like, a, not an orientation day, but, like, a day where you can come see the campus after you've gotten in, if you want to. I mean, there's a Men Students Day. Yeah, yeah, so what it did is um, we went to, like, this uh, family day on the campus. I hadn't fully made my mind up, even though I had got in. Hadn't made my mind up, and I was like, this might be the school for me. Flash forward to the August when you're getting dropped off on the campus. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> the Walmart is 20 minutes down the street. <laughs> they got a family dollar across <laughs> streets train tracks running through the town but when i got off the car i met this lady by the name of miss shivers affectionately called mama shivers now and i realized like oh i'm at the right place like me said the dorm was co-ed which (laughs) reach out and (laughs) so that you know that made me feel really good like a co-ed dorm like i'm so (laughs) excited um and but i I mean that's one of the reasons why he liked it (laughs) I mean, we have to be honest. and But such a great time. And everyone became like family. And they're like, I don't regret my... Some people left, of course, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't regret my decision at all. And our building, um, Batiste Hall, where we stay, we hold the distinction. I think almost the almost the entire e-board was um, like SGA president, Miss SE State, Mr. Business Manager. We all lived in Batiste Hall. We all came from that building. So I just think that's something that um, I know wouldn't have happened at another school. The bonds we made, the memories we have, and ultimately we have each other's back. You mm-hmm. know, we support each other. Like my friend um, Vanessa just became a doctor um, yesterday. She defended her thesis and oh, wow. something very that's fancy so dealing with science and um, you know, and um, but all those different things. Everyone from SC State has really gone on to do some amazing things, and lo- like you said, Drew. You said about your resume. Yeah, I thought about that too. But then I thought too, if I'm really good, like if I'm really, really good, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get, and I can tell you, these two can attest. I've gotten here with South Carolina State on my degree, both my degrees. Mm -hmm. I went there for undergrad and grad school. And if you can do the work and if you can prove yourself, and like Drew said, if there's something about you that stands out, Mm -hmm. you'll do fine. And I just, I love my schools. So and that's good that you do. Much. I mean, much. and then so and, much. And I'll say this real quick too mm-hmm. is that um, going to a PWI, you know, we had our like small like microcosms mm-hmm. of um, black communities, mm-hmm. and, and in those spaces, I think drew, like it drew each of us like together um, even more so because we would come to the table and then we would just share stories about what someone said in class and how that made us feel and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. there was a sense of community, although in the you know in the in, in the in the bigger picture, when you look at Maryland and you look at the makeup of the campus, mm-hmm. yes, it's predominantly white, but you do have your pockets of different black groups. You have Car- the Caribbean Student Union, you mm-hmm. got, you know, BSU, you know, you have mm-hmm. all these different mm-hmm. um, groups that you can belong to in spaces where you feel safe and you feel comfortable. And you learn a lot about yourself as a young black person being in a PWI right. and all of the um, different obstacles that you will face even post-secondary education, mm-hmm. post, post-collegiate um, education. Mm-hmm. So you actually feel those things um, while you're in school, and I think that helped me prep for the things that I have faced thus far in my professional career as a, as a grown man. Okay, so. and do you have a, do you have a, you have a master's, right? 
No, I don't. I just so guess what? You getting your message from HBC? Y'all heard it live on here. <laughs> if Drew go back for another degree, I'm making sure my man's yeah. go to an HBCU. I definitely to get his would. Master's degree. I definitely would. And and that's HBCU, a lot. Of, it's a lot of work. But and, if, if you, and if HBC you go back. would be my top choice to get um to get another degree. But I don't okay. see that for happening anytime soon. Well, I see it. <laughs> going back to school. Yeah, why not, bro? No, get I'm not a salary going. increase. I I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I make. I make a lot of money with my bachelor's mm-hmm. and I make more money than some a lot of people that I know with their master's and mm-hmm. I think for me it's one of those things where do I want to put myself more into debt to 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 make the same like it's just to me yeah, it's not true. computing right now that's so. true well anyway y'all I anyway. hope y'all enjoyed that segment and we'll be right back after this brief break hey there NDXers Meeks here Thank you so much for supporting us over here at the NDX Podcast. We love hearing from you, whether it's a review, commentary, a question that you want us to answer on air, or a topic to discuss. Whatever the case, connect with us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the NDX Pod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. Or shoot us an email at the NDX Pod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X. P-O-D at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, and we are back, but not for too long because <laughs> we're about to wrap this up. But um, as wrap all, it up, wrap it up. Wrap it up, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And because it's homecoming week, right. literally and figuratively, just make sure you wrap up. All right. All right so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, like regular, what we like to do is leave you all with something inspirational or something beneficial that you can use to take with you throughout the weekend or the following week. So who would like to go first, X or Neeks? I'm with the lady of the podcast all go right. first. First lady, you are up. Okay. So mine, again, is from the Twitter tweets. <laughs> Twitter tweets. It's <laughs> <laughs> from this. Oh, wow. Twitter I'm having streets. difficulty Twitter saying that. Twitter streets. Twitter streets. There we go. Um, by Carly Floss. Again, this person's um, Twitter account name is at Fushi, F-U-C-C-I. And this person says, if someone knowing their worth highlights insecurities within you, that's a personal issue, bitch. And oh. I feel that so hard because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are so many times that people project their insecurities onto you. So mm-hmm. when they see you feeling confident in yourself and being able to stand up in yourself, especially like for people who maybe you you weren't always as confident. This is like especially important for coming at homecoming season. Because I know I'm personally not the same person today as I was the last mm-hmm. time I was on campus. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get more confident in yourself Mm -hmm. and that makes people want to attack you and try to bring you back to who you were back then Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. just starting to say, but you don't have X, Y, listen, just because I'm doing me and I'm happy doing me doesn't mean it has anything to do with you. Especially especially when you, when you occupy a position that they once had and you're doing a better job at it. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's just a reminder that people project all the time, and it all doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It just means that something about you scares them of themselves. Mm-hmm. And once you start, and that's something I, like, I'm still working on that. Once you realize that a lot of times people project onto you, you'll stop taking things so personally. That's another 
quote part two. Quote part two. I agree with that. I feel that. You know, because on a side note, right quick, because one of my followers told me that um, the new person they're talking to said they can't come to DC no more because they know we used to deal with each other. And I realized, why are you so insecure? Like me said, why are you putting that on me? The fact that I could take them back, like, come on now. But anyway, let's get into oh, my quote. Yeah, just about positivity. <laughs> let's get into my quote. What's oh my with positivity? Um, <laughs> um, one day it just clicks. You realize what's important and what isn't. You learn to care less about what other people think of you and more about what you think of yourself. You realize how far you've come and you remember when you thought things were such a mess that you would not never recover and you smile. Mm. Your smile is because you are truly proud of yourself and the person you fought to become. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, once again, you can lift yourself out of any situation. You can change your life at any moment you want to. You don't have to stay in a situation longer than you want to. You don't have to let any fear or anything anyone projects on you. Let that become your life. Tell them to keep their struggle. You keep moving forward. That's all I got. Love my it. favorite part of that is the the smile at the end because that does that's real. Oh, I'm always like, smiling when because you, I'll when be you like... think about it, you think about what you've been through and mm-hmm. how like you didn't you could never see yourself on the other side, and then mm-hmm. here you are. Here you are on the other side. It's it such a good feeling. It's such mm-hmm. a good feeling. I agree. Um, my quote is just one sentence. It says, "If the chase ain't mutual, change directions." Mm, that's it. So, in short, what mm. I think, how I would interpret that would be in your friendships and your relationships even at the job if you are working hard at your job but you feel like the pay is not mm-hmm. matching with your efforts and the mm-hmm. things that you're doing mm-hmm. guess what you need to do find another job Peace. find another job and, and, and it's, it's the same thing in your friendships if, if, if you're pouring in and mm-hmm. the friend is not pouring in or if you're in a romantic relationship and you feel like you're more in love with the person you know more than they are with you mm. or it's not equal um, mm. Guess what you need to do? Get the I'm hell head out. out. I'm a head out. Peace out. So. <laughs> Be like SpongeBob. Yeah. I'm a head out. We are going to head out, but before we do, um, we want to leave you all with our personal um, IGs and to remind you all that we will be near and at Howard. Tailgate this Georgia weekend, Avenue shorty. this weekend on Saturday, October 12th. It's, it's the 12th because he left this Friday. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So October 12th, we'll be somewhere near the McDonald's yeah. on Georgia Avenue across from Howard. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So, Neeks, do you want to leave your personal IG? Yes. You can find me all over the interwebs at Shanika Mache. That's S-H-A-N-I-K-A-M-E-S-H-A-E. Again, that's Shanika Mache. S-H-A-N-I-K-A-M-E-S-H-A-E. Hey, it's X. your boy X. You can reach me on Twitter at underscore Lee by example, L-E-A-D-B-Y-X, no E-A-M-P-L-E. And you can find me on the IG streets at Lee by example 06. That's L-E-A-D-B-Y-X, no E-A-M-P-L-E 06. Thank you. Dope. And you can <laughs> find your boy Drew, that's me, on Twitter at D-R-U-S-O-B-K. Or you can find me on IG at DRU1906. That is all we have for you all this week. And Oh, don't forget about our uh, Instagram huh? account, ThinDX. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Pod, um, also, <laughs> thanks, Nix. Follow us um, on our podcast social media. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at the NDX pod. That's C H E N D X P O D. Or you can shoot us an email with your. 
um, hear me out questions or if you have any other things that you'd like for us to know, you can reach us at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Mm. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Do some chicken grease. <laughs>